Welcome to Drinking Bros, presented by GhostBed.com. Sit back, relax, and grab a fucking drink. Yeah, welcome to Drinking Bros, kids. This might be the greatest Tuesday show in the history of, of Drinking Bros. We've been on the, the air for eight years now. Top 40 consecutively in the world for eight years now. But some people, some guests are so big, they're so iconic, that when they come on the show, you're like, holy shit, I can't believe this is actually going down today. Uh, Everybody remembers we were live during January 6th on air, ended up doing about six hours that day. And uh, we watched the QAnon shaman with the Viking helmet going through the Capitol building, and it seemed unreal. I didn't think in a million years he would actually be on the show today. Jacob Chansley, a.k.a. the QAnon Shaman, welcome to the show, friend. How are you? Doing well. Thank you for having me. I uh, I like the helmet. <laughs> I like the helmet. There it is. <laughs> yeah, I was, uh, I was born like this, <laughs> believe it or not. It's a great look. Um, is is it weird that, uh, without the, like you looked better with the helmet, you're, you're a good looking dude, but with the helmet on, it was just so much power there. Like you were a real Viking. Yeah. Well, you know, what's funny is, I mean, a lot of people, I guess maybe because of the tattoos, they assumed it was Viking. I was kind of going for more of like a native American look cause it was coyote tails and coyote fur with bison horns. But you know, I'll take I'll take what I can get. I got Viking blood in me, so might as well just embrace it. There you go. Uh, now, look. Uh, obviously, we all know you know who you are, what happened, and everything else. And we'll we'll kind of go over what you went through here. So you were sentenced to forty one months in prison, um, thirty six months of supervised release, and a hundred dollar fine. Not really sure what the hundred dollars is going to do uh, after everything you went through, and then all of a sudden. Tucker Carlson releases footage of you inside the building, and then magically you're released after that. Um, Was it because of him that you were released, or was that scheduled like the media has said? Because there's been different talking heads in the media, uh, in particular lawyers on CNN and whatnot, and they were like, no, this this is normal, and he just got out early for good behavior. Is that true? Well, that may be the one and only time the Mockingbird media got something right. Uh, No, Tucker Carlson and his footage had nothing to do with my release. I was scheduled to be released on the 28th of March, 2023. I got that uh, release date on in like sometime in mid-February. So it was just divine providence that three weeks before my release, Tucker Carlson released that footage. Huh. So so as it stands right now, you were still technically a felon yeah huh. i don't like that title though i don't i don't consider myself a felon no it's silly to, to get uh a fucking tour of the capitol from the capitol police and then get charged for a crime that's that seems kind of weird doesn't it yeah it does and you know as i was watching that, this thing is heavy as that shit footage i know i don't know how I you look. fucking did that for a whole it's, fucking day it's hard work dude wearing, oh, a, wearing a viking do you helmet. use like uh do you have one of those weird neck workout things that joe rogan uses you know what i'm talking about where he's like twisting his neck and shit <laughs> no no it's it my um my headdress was not made of metal Oh, there it is. Yeah, Jared, gotcha. Jared's a fucking idiot. Yeah, though. ours is real. Ours no is a real one. There. That's, a, that's about uh, 30, 30 pounds right there. 
Um, but yeah, looking at the footage, um, you know, going back to it, it, it does appear as if D'Anthony just said, as if it was a guided tour through the Capitol where you had your own private uh, security team that was trying to let you in to the Senate floor. Um, was, is, was that true? Was the, was the footage that we saw at home real? Well, yeah, but what you got to understand is there's so much that wasn't said in context. What happened is that I went into uh, went on the upper portion of the Senate, the upper terrace of the Senate chamber. I sang a shamanic song and then I saw in the Senate chamber itself that there were people down there. So I went up to the Capitol Police. I said, hey, there's people in the Senate right now. If you want, I can go down there with you and help you like, you know, ensure there's no vandalism, theft or violence and, you know, help you to clear the room. And he saw my bullhorn. He's like, yeah, get your bullhorn. Take your bullhorn. Let's go. Really? So they walked me. Yeah, they walked me. They were that they were trying to get me into the Senate chamber because I volunteered to help them. And we went from locked door to locked door because like, you know, we were trying to find an entrance. Then we finally found one. Okay, so so when you finally did get in, um, and you know we saw you up by the podium and everything else, what did you say to the people that were already in there? Um, I think I said something along the lines of, you know, this is a sacred space. We don't, you know, want any, you know, violence or vandalism or whatever. Something along those lines. And it was actually a desk, not a podium. Okay, because it, it did seem from the video footage, it seemed like you were very peaceful. Um, and it seems like a majority of the people that had entered the Capitol that day were pretty peaceful. Um, after this is all over and you see your picture, you know, on Time Magazine and, and every news outlet in the world and all that other stuff, how long was it until you were arrested after that? Well, I'll just say this. My life was turned completely upside down after I went into that building. By the time I got out, I think I was only in there for like 35 or 40 minutes. By the time i got out i had already gone viral people were coming up to me with their phones being like bro you went viral on twitter you're all over the place you're all over the world and then um then out came the narrative oh he's blm he's antifa um and then i had to defend myself and say no i was not there supporting them i was there as a counter protester marching with the police the picture you see is a picture that is cropped out my q sent me sign and the fact that i was with the police i was marching with the police here in phoenix and then after that, on the 7th, that's when that image of me, you know, screaming freedom and stuff went super viral all over the world. My phone number had gone public. Uh, I had a, a bunch of strange, random people calling me, leaving voicemails, uh, writing texts. I had the media blowing up my phone. All my social media got taken down with the exception of Rumble and BitChute. And uh, then when I found out the FBI was looking for me, my, my family told me the FBI was looking for me. I called them. I was like, so I heard you guys were looking for information about me. Better to you know hear it from me than somebody else. What's going on? Mm -hmm. So I had about an hour long discussion with them. I set up a meeting to meet with them to just discuss things. You know, that's what they said. You know, we just want to talk to you. At the time, it was just misdemeanors. And I was under the impression that the FBI didn't waste its time on misdemeanors. They only went after felonies. 
So I set up a meeting with them. I asked the guy, are you going to arrest me? Or just be real with me. I'll still show up. Just tell me. And he said, no, I don't see any reason to arrest you. We just want to talk. So I said, okay. And on January 9th, I turned myself in. Basically, I went into the FBI field office in Phoenix. Uh, they patted me down, had me go through the metal detectors. I got in the interrogation room and then they read me my Miranda rights. And I realized, oh, shit. Yeah, you're going to big boy jail at that point, right? How, how did you get hooked up with this attorney? Um, um, well, that's a really good question. Um, Albert so, Watkins, I believe his name is. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Dan's a big fan. Well, he's he. <laughs> it's the it's what it's a novel defense strategy just to call your clients all retarded. You know yeah, were I mean? you aware yeah. of that? That he called you a fucking <laughs> retard? Like, were you aware? Uh, like, aware that that was happening? I, the thing is, in being in solitary confinement without access to the internet, I was not aware of over half of the things that he was saying on my behalf. He did, he did things, he said things that I never asked him to say, that I never said myself, that he never cleared with me. He said, I felt duped by Donald Trump. I never felt duped by Donald Trump. Never said that. He said, I denounced Q and the Q community. Never said that. Um, he said that I was schizophrenic, bipolar, depressed, and delusional. None of that was true. None Did he of that ever was say you were disturbed? Eval. I, you know what? I don't know fully everything like that Draymond? he said. You, okay. you, you look like the guy from Disturbed. That's why I said that. David Draymond, oh, the singer. Funny. He's a fucking good singer. Yeah, 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 yeah. Great singer. Yeah. Great singer. But uh, yeah, that's well, weird, it, man. It, I mean, like what? <clears throat> well, the, the reason I got hooked up with them is because. When I was in Phoenix for my arraignment, the defense attorney, the public defense attorney was just absolute garbage. And so when I finally got a chance to talk to my mom while I was in solitary, she said, hey, this guy reached out. You know, he's been a, a federal uh defense attorney for over 30 years. He defended those people that were in Minneapolis that came out of their house when BLM was threatening to burn their house down and came out with the guns and stuff. He said that, you know, he defended them. He got them off. He said he's a conservative and all this other stuff. You might want to call him. He, I got a hold of him. And he said he would do everything pro bono, that he is a believer in the Constitution, he's a Republican, he's a Trump supporter, all this other stuff, basically told me everything I wanted to hear. And then I said, yeah, I mean, if I can get this guy that has 30 years, over 30 years of being a defense attorney in the federal system doing this pro bono, then, and he's a conservative, hell yeah, let's do it. You know, he won this case for these people over here, okay. But I didn't get a chance to do my real, like my own research on the guy. You know, so if I had, I would have found out all the other things that I found out when uh, I got released. Mm. <clears throat> wow. Um, because some other things that he said uh, about you was uh, he also blames uh, autism for your, your actions on January 6th. Do you have autism? I was never diagnosed with autism. <laughs> so this guy just said whatever the fuck, right? I mean, when we, I remember the day when he made that statement because we were on, we were live on the show when we first saw it, where he was referred to because he had it wasn't just you, he had multiple clients, right? That were involved in this shit, mm -hmm. and he said they're a bunch of short bus people or whatever. Yeah, it's like, okay, well, that to me reads a lot like um, John Fetterman wearing a hoodie and shorts into the Senate chamber. You know what I mean? Right. It's like you. That's not you. Don't. This isn't my cousin Venny. You behave professionally in a goddamn criminal trial. You, know uh -huh. I mean? you don't act like a fucking asshole like that. Uh, so I, I assumed there was some kind of weird shit going on behind the scenes because no serious human being behaves that way in public when you're defending people. You know what I mean? Especially during what's clearly a fucking witch hunt. You know what I mean? 
like a political witch hunt and you're going to make jokes about it and then say a bunch of weird shit that your client never said? I mean, have you, have you considered at all filing a lawsuit against this guy because of his misrepresentation, you in public? Absolutely, I've considered it. But the thing is, what you got to understand about litigation is that it's a bitch mm-hmm. and it takes a long time and it costs a lot of money. Mm-hmm. Oh, we know. Um, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, but the thing is, <clears throat> and this is what's funny about all this, is that it was the narrative that the Mockingbird media wanted. So they ran with it, right? And um, I figure the best way that I can sort of judo all of this stuff and use this momentum against the Mockingbird media is to allow them to think all of this stuff is true. And then kind of like the Sky News interview that I did, or the one that I did on uh, Pierce Morgan Uncensored, these people are going to expect somebody that's short bus and on the spectrum and all that stuff. And then they get me. Yeah. Uh, and, and and that's true because I, look, I'm looking at his exact quote here. Uh, he said, a lot of these defendants, uh, and I'm going to use this colloquial uh, colloquial uh, term here perhaps disrespectfully but they're all fucking short bus people these are people with brain damage they're fucking retarded they're on the goddamn spectrum those were his exact words in court and to dan's points i i, I don't think that i've ever heard any lawyer uh in that profession talk about their clients like that i mean it's not no, enough i mean maybe, maybe in some on. like podunk city court but not in a federal criminal court that's, no, he, that's he, in, he didn't say that in court hold on he didn't say that in court he said that to the media after court mm. oh he I did or, or some, okay sometime after and from what he told me when that got back to me and i was like dude what the fuck he said, Jake, I had to do something to get the media's attention. I had to do something, you know, this is the nobody was listening to what I was saying. And I was just appalled. I was like, dude, that is that. Why didn't you talk to me about this first? And what was his response to that? His response was, you know, I've been doing this for 30 something years. I'm, I'm trying to steer an aircraft carrier and, and turn it around. And it's going to take a, a whole lot of uh, doing. And, and, you know, I basically that he knew what he was doing. And I was just like, well, you know, you fucking better, dude, because this is not what you told me you were going to do for me. And. Um, I said, I want you to clear everything with me first before you say anything more to the media. He said that he would. And then when I got back from my psyche eval in uh, Colorado, he went and said all this other crazy stuff about being schizophrenic, bipolar, you know, delusional, depressed, all this other stuff. And I was just like, what in the hell is this guy doing? Um, all of this is so wild and it's the first time we, you know, we're, we're hearing it here. Uh, let, let's go back to the day itself of January 6th. Uh, you know, obviously we've seen the trial, uh, that has gone on. You were probably still in prison when it was all in prime time last year. Uh, you know, when they, when they put the, the J six trial on prime time on the news and all that other stuff, do you believe that Donald Trump told you to go and storm the Capitol like he's being charged with now in, in D.C. in that criminal case? No. Okay. That's the Mockingbird Media's narrative because they are coordinating with intelligence agencies and corrupt assets within the deep state. Mm, yeah. They have to try to get rid of them. I, I, I Googled your name earlier and no shit. I click on news because I, <clears throat> I like to read articles because how how the media talks about somebody, you can tell if they're a good or bad person. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? Like if the media is trying to shield them from any kind of 
criticism or anything, probably a piece of shit. And if the media says stuff like oh, far right extremists or whatever that I saw you on three or four separate occasions referred to as a former Donald Trump supporter, right? Is that accurate? Or is that like, cause it seems like, you know, if you're not <clears throat> blaming the guy for whatever the fuck, then why would why would that be the case? I don't know. I'm just kind of curious what your thoughts are on that because that's how it gets framed. Well, I mean, that, any, anytime somebody like you gets introduced, it'll it's immediately like crazy far right, uh, shamanic or whatever the fuck nonsense. So it's they just add these adjectives in that may or may not be true. So it's hard to kind of cut through that sometimes. Well, I still support Trump, so clearly they're lying. Okay, so in 2024, you will be voting for Donald Trump because we're all assuming that he's I, probably going to be the the candidate. I can't vote. <laughs> oh shit! That's I'm right. Still you're on not, probation. Not, yeah, not I'm until you're off paper, probation. right? So you'll be. Yeah, yeah. It'll be 28, I guess. Wow, that's wild. Yeah, I didn't, I didn't even consider that at all. Um, and on that day, as you're there at the Capitol and he's giving this speech, do you feel that he told any of his supporters to storm the Capitol building? Because I did not watching it. We were watching it live that day. Did you feel that, or did anybody else in the crowd feel that? No, not that I got the impression. I will say this, two things. Number one, his speech was long, it was repetitive, and it was, shall we say, boring. Um, I'm not being a dick. I'm just telling you how I feel about it. Sure. Um, but also, from what I understand, he had at least some intel on what may have gone down on that day. And um, if I were him, the first thing I would have said in my speech to everybody listening, the first thing out of my mouth would have been, today, when you go to the Capitol, do not, do not break the law, do not go into the building, do not breach the barriers, be entirely peaceful, do, do not do anything that is illegal. That would have been the first thing out of my mouth if I would have had the intel, you know, even if that there might be something that was going to happen. Do you think that he did have intel that something was going to happen then? Because in the speech, which we've replayed back on the show, there is a moment. It, it is edited out in, in almost every clip you see on the news. But he does say, go down to the Capitol, protest peacefully. Um, yeah. and, and peacefully let and patriotically make your voices heard is what he said. Correct. Um, that has been edited out. We've seen the video a million times. I'm sure they will show it in court as well. Um but he did say that to people. Uh, who made the decision to go in? Was it really the Proud Boys at the end of the day? Uh, was there feds in the crowd, in your opinion, that were pushing you in? I mean, I'm sure you've had plenty of time to think about this in prison over the last two years. In your best guess, what was the leading cause of going into the Capitol on January 6th? Well, look, this is what we have to understand, okay? is that what we are talking about, in my opinion, and, and we, this is going to be a little bit of time to unpack, okay? But we're talking about a covert operation. Are you guys familiar with the term covert? Uh, yes. D'Anthony was in the military, served uh, many years. Okay. So then it's obviously, it's something that is not really on the books. It's not really something that can be tied to a government, okay? And this is by design, all right? Now, if we look at the testimony of T, uh, Stephen Sun, Chief Stephen Sun, the one he gave to Tucker Carlson. If we listen to what Tariq Johnson, the Capitol Police officer that evacuated the Senate, and what he had to say, if we look at the fact that the feds knew that there were like going to be known terrorists or people like Ukrainian spies and stuff on the ground that day, 
The FBI didn't say anything to Chief Sun. The CIA didn't say anything to Chief Sun. The million in the Pentagon didn't say anything to Chief Sun. There was a law that was passed that revoked his emergency powers to call the National Guard in. It had to go through Pelosi and McConnell. Also, the uh, chief intelligence officer for the Capitol Police, Yogananda Pittman, knew these things were going to happen. She didn't say anything to Chief Sun. She didn't order an evacuation. Okay. All of this is not an intelligence failure. It is intelligence suppression. And if you're going to run a covert operation, then intelligence must be tightly controlled and very, very heavily um, monitored as to who gets what info. So it's clear to me that people like Chief Sund were supposed to be the fall guy. It's clear to me that people like Officer Johnson, Tariq Johnson, who ordered the evacuation of the Senate and tried to order the evacuation of the House, were meant to be fall guys, okay? Now, if we look at the situation from an objective perspective, the fact that there were federal agents in the crowd, the fact that there were provocateurs like Antifa and BLM, one of whom is Jaden X, who was charged but then was allowed to fly to Ukraine. If we look at the fact that there was a Ukrainian spy and film crew tied to Burisma, tied to uh, Zelensky in the crowd, okay, filming the initial breach of the Capitol, all of these things have the hallmarks of a covert operation because intelligence was deliberately suppressed and this chaos was allowed to take place, especially considering that the uh, Pelosi and McConnell refused the 10 to 20,000 National Guard that Donald Trump offered them prior to January 6th. Yeah, and that's what you were talking about the other day on the show uh, is about the National Guard uh, and them being released. Uh, as this is going on and you're in the crowd, did you feel like you could pick out who was Antifa, who was BLM, uh, the people who were not actual Donald Trump supporters? Did you feel like y you could spot feds? Because when D Dan and I watched this live and we covered it, like I was saying it earlier, uh, about six hours that day, it looked to me like some of the hats were brand new and just kind of given out. Uh, some of the classic tells, you know, masks were up and everything else. Uh, it looked like people were being shoved into the building during certain instances and things like that on the ground as you were there <clears throat> could you spot any of those people no i mean there were definitely people that were provocative and i tried to do what i could to calm the crowd or calm those people that were there at the barriers yelling at the police for the most part the crowd itself was largely peaceful it was the people on the front near the barriers that were yelling at cops throwing things at cops and stuff like that those were the people that were the real issue and then when the cops threw tear gas and concussion grenades into the crowd that's when all hell broke loose gotcha 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 and as this is going on at what point do you make your way inside the building and was that your plan uh from the get-go or did it just kind of happen in this in the in the moment itself um because i've said on this show in the past uh, you know, just being at like crazy football games or things like that. Sometimes there's so many people in a crowd and it, you know, the moment just kind of takes it uh, over you and you're like, well, shit, if it's open, eh, maybe I'll go in and give it a little pixies, you know? Yeah, I had no plans whatsoever to go in the building. I, I <laughs> attended the MAGA Million March on December 12th and there were people around the Capitol, around the Supreme Court. Everything was peaceful. Everything was fine. 
Okay. Mm-hmm. And that's what I expected more of on January 6th. And then as things began to just just d- devolve and, and turn into chaos, I was like, well, shit, you know, um, the doors are open. There's a bunch of people flooding into the building. If this is what they're doing outside, then what are they going to do inside? Now, the thing is, is that as a shamanic practitioner, I understand that the Capitol building, the Washington Monument, the Lincoln Memorial, the White House, the Supreme Court, all the monuments uh, in D.C. are all built on ley lines. Mm. So if something were to happen in the Capitol building, which could be considered like a temple or like a sacred chamber of sorts built on the ley lines, then that could be very, very bad. So my thinking was, well, you know, the only way to prevent something negative from happening is to go in and ensure that it doesn't. Okay, so that was your reasoning for going in. Uh, And then with the footage we obviously saw from from Tucker Carlson and everything else, as you're heading into court and then the sentence gets handed down to you, are you surprised that it was that long? Well, yes and no. The plea deal that they gave me, uh, which my current attorney said was an absolute travesty of a plea deal, the guidelines said, 41 to 51 months. And I, when I saw that, I was, I asked my attorney at the time, Al Watkins, I was like, really? What? For what I did? Are you serious? I tried to help. I tried to help the police for God's sake. What the hell? And he's like, well, you know, for better or for worse, you became the face of this thing. So, you know, this is, this is the best I could do. And so I was like, well, you know, Okay, man. He basically told me I should probably sign it because if I didn't, then they'd come back with something more stringent. So I signed it. And when the judge gave me 41 months, which is actually the low end of the guidelines, there was a certain sense of relief because he could have given me he could have given me any amount of time that he wanted. He could have given me 10 years. He could have given me 51 months. He could have given me as much time or as little time as he wanted. So, and I honestly feel as though the media and the government really kind of tied the judge's hands because if he didn't do something, then they uh, more stringent in particular for the person that had been made the face of all this, then he would have suffered, his reputation would have suffered. He'd been a 34 uh, judge, uh, a federal judge for 30 years, four years, I think. And uh, I just think that it was, it was the government and the media working together and considering operation mockingbird that's not a surprise they've been working together for a long time yeah i agree with that yeah i I, there there was something like uh 120 federal agents in the crowd or something like that like this is what i was talking about the other day they were able to assign 120 federal agents to be off duty plain clothes in the crowd but they couldn't get the national guard there you know what i mean yeah it's like that these those two things are incongruous to be honest um i feel like we skipped over this ley line thing what the fuck does that mean okay so yeah i'm sure you're familiar with pyramids and obelisks and medicine wheels and stuff like that yeah Mm. okay so all of the ancient pyramids obelisks temples medicine wheels they're all built on what are called ley lines ley lines are the electromagnetic lines that surround the earth and because they surround the earth and the electromagnetic field around the earth they also go all the way down to the core now that being said there are certain locations on the crust of the planet where these electromagnetic lines 
are on the crust or in some cases where they cross one another and where it is that these electromagnetic ley lines cross one another that's where these ancient pyramids obelisks mm. temples and medicine wheels have been <laughs> created and so washington dc is built on electromagnetic ley lines all of the capitals in the united states are built on electromagnetic ley lines the vatican the london palace all built on electromagnetic ley lines and it's designed to absorb and to transmit and transmute the electromagnetic frequencies of the planet earth itself and therefore affect our minds and our emotions and that's why they they choose to build on these things got it and i'm glad you went back to that because i was thinking uh just simple electricity lines at that point well um, I, th I mean <clears throat> the the majority of the founders were freemason right so mm -hmm. they, they believed in a lot of this occult stuff um, yeah a lot a lot of not occult stuff, well the, right but word, this but, isn't but this isn't occult you guys yeah. this is physics well, I mean, no, it's not. <laughs> yes, it's, it's, yes, it's, it is. It's, 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 uh, yes, it is. It's no, electromagnetic fields, <laughs> electromagnetic fields, and the electromagnetic ley lines are a fact of physics. Can you can you explain to me the physics of that then? So, it, just for a, a brief moment, yeah. the, the Earth has a liquid nickel core, mm -hmm. right? With solid nickel. That's, in the that's one theory. That's that's, that's one not theory. A, that's not theory. Uh, and then it spins right yep. really quickly, and because of that. There's an electromagnetic field. That's what the aurora borealis is, right? Yep. It's it's what blocks UV radiation from wiping us the fuck out. To be honest, now <clears throat> I, I'm curious how it makes its way into individual lines and through through the body of the Earth and up to the crust. Can you do you know how that works? I'm just curious. Yeah, sure. So the Earth is what is called a spherical geodesic. That means that it is a series of interlocking triangles that ends up creating what, what looks like a sphere. Okay. Now, these interlocking triangles obviously will create a pattern of straight lines that go around the planet. And it is these straight lines, it is these triangles that hold the planet together. And that is where these electromagnetic ley lines are centered that's where these things are at is on these lines that are basically holding the planet together the electromagnetic field is what is holding the earth itself together and yes protecting us from solar radiation well what's holding the moon together well the thing is what you got to understand about things like the moon or you know other uh cosmic bodies is that First of all, the moon has a um, a electromagnetic effect on the planet itself, on the Earth itself. Now, the amount of "quote unquote" gravity that is around the moon is not the same as it would be on Earth, right? So, there's a lot of people that believe that the moon is actually hollow mm, and that superstructure, yeah. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So it doesn't quite operate based on the same type of physics, but it is spinning. And with that spin, you're going to get a certain amount of pull that holds things together. Yeah, I, Jacob, I'm with you on this. I love it, and I'm, uh, I'm and not. I, and I think I think, I'm not. I think dance because what one, holds it together is gravity, right? Mass. No, that's never been proven. What, what creates the gravity is bending the fabric of space time. I think we right? should send him back to college here because Jacob, you and I are, are living in the <clears> same <throat> world here, and I appreciate. I wish it. the moon was a superstructure. It is, or blue cheese.
right? Well, like what fucking one. Harry Carey used to say. Yeah, either We're going one. to Chicago this weekend. We are going to Chicago this weekend, so we can test <clears> it out. But, Jacob, know that I'm with you here, and I think uh, old is the dumb one here. So just know that. Like, everything you're saying makes sense. There's a reason why the <clears> sphere is on the dollar. We're all controlled by it. Oh, yeah. Not the sphere, aliens no, no, no. put the spheres on Earth. There, there, we all know that. That, there, that Mexico a, alien was there's real. A, there's a pyramid with an eye of Ra in the middle yeah. of it on our, on our currency. On our but, currency. But it, it's because, you know, the first, uh, the founders of the country were deists. They weren't really Christian for the most part. Some were, but most were deists. But they were, like, heavily involved in, uh, in Freemasonry, right? Mm-hmm. Secret societies and shit like that. They, they love this stuff. It's fucking interesting. Yeah, I mean, it it's well, like it's the fucking, uh, what, what do you call it's it? It's very interesting. Uh, yeah. Who's that dick, Dan Brown, that yeah. writes those books? Yeah, Dan the Brown. The Da Vinci Code. That's the Da Vinci it. Code, yeah. yeah. Yeah, it's fucking entertaining. No, he's a Catholic uh smearer and i hate him <laughs> can you leave it we got our, our, one ep- our, goddamn episode, our producers stop? are catholic and they're upset that by the way they weren't touched by their own priests yeah and they, that's something else jacob that you don't need to be concerned about today no they don't do that he in the blames fucking... himself for not being good looking enough and that's fine that's something he's going to live with you the never rest hear of about uh, people getting molested in shamanism i'll tell you that you sure don't you sure don't not once have i ever heard that ever in my because in it's my like this people that are on acid mostly yes yes and it's well great. No, actually acid is a relatively new invention it's more like ayahuasca peyote and mushrooms yeah fair or enough. Ibogaine. there yeah. you go now you're now you're living in his planet uh dan does all the things and he mm-hmm. loves all those well things, i so. mean I, ibogaine and ayahuasca are not things you do recreationally <laughs> but no. i do smoke dmt on a regular basis Mm-hmm. <laughs> that's true he smoked it on the Funny show live air, on air man. yeah live on air he smoked it on the show <laughs> and we did a full interview yeah it's fun it is fun. Uh, speaking of, of fun here, uh, today, ironically of all days, you're here when uh, uh, they actually charged Ray Epps with a crime, finally. Um, have you a read misdemeanor. Up- yeah. A misdemeanor. Yeah. I mean, it's like, this to me is like Hunter Biden getting charged with bullshit stuff, too. Yeah. Just, just to charge yes. him with something so people will shut up. This is bullshit. Yeah. What were your thoughts when you yes. read that this morning? Well... The thing is, what you got to understand is that when you have a confidential informant, right, or you have somebody that's on payroll or what have you, if they commit a crime, then a lot of the time what will end up happening is that they will charge them with something really low level like a misdemeanor. Now, the thing is, a misdemeanor, if I'm not mistaken, it doesn't require a grand jury in order to charge somebody with it. So there need be no investigation really regarding like proving that a crime was committed here. They can just slap him on the wrist, give him one misdemeanor. I mean, uh, Coy Griffin got a bunch of misdemeanors and he pretty much did the exact same thing that they're claiming that Ray Epps did. And Coy Griffin lost his seat because a judge said that he could no longer be uh, in in a representative. So, you know, it, it's clear to me that there is a two-tier justice system and that in this case, one hand is washing the other mm-hmm. and they are taking care of their people. Jacob, you were in prison. I'm sure you know the value of a great mattress. Bet you wish you had a ghost bed mattress in that jail from ghostbed.com forward slash drinking bros. Now, I don't think... The penal system has adjustable bases, but they should. And right now, if you're a jail out there in America, uh, you can order a bundle package. You get 50% off. So you get a mattress and an adjustable base. Maybe for like a Martha Stewart or somebody like that, you know? Uh, I see you laughing. You know I was going there today. 
love the adjustable base. The Split King is the most popular version at ghostbed.com forward slash drinking bros. Comes with two remote controls instead of one, but all the fun. Look at you living like a little hero at home. Whoever has that. I got it. I've had it for four years. Love the goddamn thing. I'm not going back. Uh, comes with uh, upsy downsy all aroundsies on it. Uh, book mode, TV mode, USB ports, flashlights. I love it. If you already have an adjustable base and you just need a mattress, 40% off with the promo code Drinking Bros at checkout. You're also getting two free luxury pillows with that mattress. Another thing you would have loved in jail. Uh, so I highly recommend those. Best in the biz. Can't go anywhere without my ghost bed pillow. Both the mattress and the pillows are cooling. They got mattresses for RVs, weighted blankets. Uh, you name it. The sheets. The sheets are unbelievable, dude. Uh, got to get those sheets. And when you check out, you're going to see a three-year pay-as-you-go program. No interest as long as you have decent credit over there. And when you check that box, all the deals that I mentioned are applicable with that. No matter how many items you put in the cart. Go to ghostbed.com forward slash drinking bros today. Get yourself a good mattress. Next up, we got firstform.com slash drinking bros. Best in the biz. Uh, D'Anthony, the micro factors. I'm out of them over here. I got to get some more, dude. I just ran out. I think there's more in the back. Is there? Yeah. Thank God, dude. I usually keep the box on my desk as a nice little reminder to take my vitamins every single day, but I'm out. I'm out of them. All you got to do is take one bag once a day and you're good to go. And then boom, they'll resend you some more. You can get on a subscription plan if you want. What's in those? They got the EFAs, the fruits and veggies, the CoQ10s. Uh, they got every, They got everything in that thing. A little bit of everything. Yeah, greens, reds. Mm-hmm. Um, <clears throat> The EFA is essential fatty acids, so fish oil. Right? Yeah. But yeah, it's got it's it's like a one-stop shop. Everything you need for the day. I agree. And look, firstform.com slash drinking bros is a one-stop shop as well. They got the best energy drinks in the business, in my opinion. Huge fan of those. And uh and their their protein sticks are amazing. Check out the breakfast sausages. Those are my favorites in the morning. Uh, but peruse their entire catalog over there. When you go to firstform.com slash drinking bros, you're going to get free shipping on orders over $75. If you're getting some of those energy drinks, that's a big boy savings over there. But I highly recommend those micro factors, dude. You need it every day. You're taking vitamins already. You might as well do it from a company that supports veterans. Go to firstform.com forward slash drinking bros today. Next up, D'Anthony, we got the independence fund. Yeah, that's right. <clears throat> so the Independence Fund, well, actually what we're talking about is uh, Operation Resiliency. Mm-hmm. And <clears throat> what Operation Resiliency does is identifies units in the military that have had particularly rough times, either during their deployments or after with suicides and such, and brings them all back together on a four-day, all-expenses-paid gathering <clears throat> that is kind of designed to reconnect everybody it's a non-clinical setting uh but there's like um you know a lot of stuff that goes on dinners and uh group discussions and you know a little bit of team building stuff and then sometimes you know some uh, uh you know learning some coping mechanisms together but whatever what it's really all about is getting the guys back together um and again the <clears throat> you, you can go to, to independencefund.org and apply for this uh, on their operation resiliency page, they will handle everything for you. Mm-hmm. Um, they, they pay for everything. They set up everything. 
Um, you may need to, on your side of the fence, get into contact with some of your buddies and stuff like that and kind of build a call call sheet for everyone and get in contact with people. But as far as securing travel and lodging and all that stuff, they'll take care of everything. And it is completely free. Uh, I really want to point that out. It is completely free. They understand what it's like getting people back together. And more importantly, uh, when you don't communicate with one another, uh, sometimes in a lot of cases, especially with veterans, it leads to suicide and uh, they are trying to prevent that. Sometimes that's all it takes. Uh, it's just getting back together again and sharing your experiences uh, about what you went through and what you're currently going through uh, and your hardships and all that stuff. And it helps just to talk to people, man. Uh, so yes, besides a, an email chain or a text thread with your buddies, uh, Independence Fund will do the rest. Uh, tell them the name of the website, Anthony. Independencefund.org. Yes. And they'll take care of the rest. It is completely free. 14 units signed up last year. Hopefully we'll get more this year. Love working with those guys. We love their cause. Last but not least, HelloFresh.com. Hello. Does anybody understand the importance of a home-cooked meal? Then you, Jacob, huh? Nope. Not going to say anything. All right. That's fine. That's fine. I understand it, but you knew we were going there today with the ads. HelloFresh.com slash Drinking Bros 50. Uh, and you're going to use the code Drinking Bros 50 for 50% off plus 15% off your two your next two months there, uh, which is a big boy savings over there. Love HelloFresh. I've had them for shit close to four years. Four meals out of the week, sometimes five, depending if my, if my kids go to a birthday party or something like that, uh, are from HelloFresh. I can tell you exactly what I had last night. I had the chicken uh, with a little sprinkles on it, had some type of little breading, sprinkles, and sauce on it, fresh vegetables. <clears throat> it was delightful. That's what they do. They send you fresh ingredients every single week. Mine come to me on Monday morning. Uh, the box is frozen. It's got some little, a little bit of ice in it. Make sure those ingredients are fresh. Highly recommend you cook those in a week. It's the same things you buy at a grocery store, except without inflation. All right, let's let's face it. We're all looking at our grocery bills right now, and we're saying, holy shit, how the fuck do we keep affording this? You almost can't. So if you want to eat healthy with fresh food, uh, same as the grocery store, go to HelloFresh.com slash Bros 50 right now and take advantage of these deals. The promo code is Bros 50 over there. Uh, they've got more than 40 recipes, 100 add-on items to choose from every single week. Uh, they all come with a recipe card. Each meal takes around 15, 20 minutes tops, and that's it. You can get a tasty dinner on the table in less time than it takes to get takeout or delivery. Uh, plus, your kids will remember it growing up, all right? The mom or dad was in the kitchen making fresh meals. They're not going to know that it was shipped in a box for you, and they didn't have to go to the grocery store uh, and load up. No need anymore. They do it for you. Go to HelloFresh.com slash Bros 50 and use the code Bros 50 for 50% off plus 15% off the next two months. Again, that is HelloFresh.com slash Bros 50 and use the code Bros 50 for 50% off plus 15% off the next two months. HelloFresh, America's number one meal kit. Yeah, and it's uh, I'm, I'm going to read it here verbatim. So Epps is charged with one misdemeanor account uh, disorderly or disruptive conduct on restricted grounds. He was charged by information suggesting he plans to enter a plea deal. Uh, and not long after he was charged, a virtual plea agreement hearing was set for Wednesday, September 20th, uh, before Chief Judge uh, James 
Borsberg here. So now I, I have a couple thoughts on this uh, outside of January 6th. Uh, obviously, Trump is charged in uh, in the January 6th uh, case there in Washington. I think if he is a federal agent, do you believe he's a federal agent, by the way? I don't per se think he's a federal agent. I think he's a confidential informant. And I mean, considering that he was involved with the Oath Keepers here in Arizona and apparently was involved in cases on Oath Keepers in the past, they're going to I'm thinking they're going to keep him on the payroll as a confidential informant. Gotcha. So so let's say that is the case um, or let's say, you know, the popular conspiracy theory is that he's a Fed. I think with this one, by charging him, having him enter a plea deal. My guess is there's some immunity in here where he won't have to testify in the Trump trial and where he would actually have to admit who and where he is working for or whom at that point. And uh, that's what makes the most sense to me in this. Uh, And I find it odd that this comes out now. What are we three years after the fact where everybody has been sentenced? Everybody's been dragged through everything. And the, the only video footage that we have of one guy saying, you know, repeatedly more than 10 times, let's storm the Capitol building was Ray Epps. And he was never well, charged. Hold on. That's that's not entirely true. Just to let you know, okay. Nick Fuentes, Nick Fuentes is on camera with the bullhorn telling his people on the day of January 6th to breach the barriers, ignore mm. the police and take the Capitol. Yeah. And he hasn't <clears throat> been charged. No, that kid, he's a psyop, that guy. You think so? Oh, yeah. Yeah, it, no, it seems that, weird that that is it, it's a caricature. It's not that's not what a real person is like in real life. There, mm-hmm. There's no version of that person in real life. You know what I mean? Yeah. It's no. like, look, well, let's no. figure out. Let's figure out what a complete, <clears throat> you know, like a real this this thing that we're trying to paint this narrative we're trying to paint in America where the most dangerous thing to us in our society and our quote unquote democracy, which is not even a thing is domestic violent extremists primarily white supremacists mm-hmm. right so let's get some smarmy little fucking cunt that that people will dislike because he is a very unlikable person just his face yep. is very punchable and then have him say the right fucking phrases and go out and instigate people how many times has this guy been in trouble but never actually gotten in trouble no you're right you, that is how you know somebody is fucking on the take that he, he is a complete psyop he's he's i don't know for whom he's working but don't trust anything that guy says and it's also not real he's a fucking he's a character actor yeah and i, I didn't know he was on <laughs> camera saying that that that's interesting because if he is charge him too like I, if you're asking people to storm the bill like charge him as well charge ray Epps, charge all of them who wanted to storm the building you know from what you've said throughout this interview you went in as a peaceful manner to try to keep the peace so nobody would destroy the building um, and that narrative yes. is fine. You've also taken responsibility and saying that this was a light sentence, which I was I was also shocked to hear because 41 months is is, is a long time. Um, well, hold on, uh, hold on. Now I don't think that I should have gotten 41 months. Okay, for what it is that I did, I don't think I should have gotten it. But I do recognize the fact that they could have made it a lot worse, and I was allowed to do. Uh, 
I was allowed to get FSA first step act credits mm-hmm. because I did like, you know, programs while I was in prison, you know, uh, basically I, I earned some six months worth of credits to get off my sentence. And I had six months worth of good time. So I got out 12 months early. I even got a chance to teach a metaphysics class while I was in prison. I went to a prison that some people call club fed. It had tennis courts, basketball courts, a weight pile, a softball field, the food from what the guys in prison said was good. The library was great. So they could have sent me to a lot worse places. They could have sent me to a communication management unit, 23-hour lockdown, no letters, no phone calls, no communication, solitary confinement, all of that stuff. But they didn't. So the way I look at it is I try to take an objective view on it. I don't think I should have gotten 41 months for what I did. But that, considering what I could have gotten and what they could have done to me, could be considered lenient. Got it. So in your opinion... What what do you think the proper amount of jail time should have been then? Well, I think in my particular case, what happened is that it was kind of like guilty by association. The media chose to make me the face of what happened on that day. Therefore, they had to create the illusion that somehow I was a part of all of that. Mm-hmm. And anybody that would see that I got a light sentence might think, oh, well, we could do this anytime. So the way I see it is if B, let's say for just the sake of argument that the media came out and declared that Donald Trump won the 2020 election. And then as they're trying to certify it, BLM and Antifa attacked the Capitol, you know, did everything that happened on January 6th. Each and every one of us would be saying, yeah, charge them. Right. Right. And if there was somebody that was the face of all of that, I would have said, hey, you know, something has to be done, you know? So I look at it like, well, I, without condoning or condemning, I understand. Okay. Now, you know what I'm saying? But, but that being the case, what do I think I should have gotten? I think that what probably would have been fair considering everything would have been 12, uh, a year and a day. A year and a day. And why, why that, why that exact sentence? Because when you have a year and a day, anything under 12 months in in the federal system, Mm -hmm. then you have to serve all 12 months. If you get a year and a day, then you can get time off. You can get like two months off for a good time. And then you, it's basically only a 10 month sentence. Oh, gotcha. Gotcha. Forgive me. I I, I haven't gone to prison yet. uh, And I'll stress yet. (laughs) You don't want to. No, sure don't. Sure don't. (laughs) Well, uh, a year and a day is also what constitutes the difference between a felony and a misdemeanor. Is it really? Yeah. Okay. Um, and with that, uh, you become the most famous man in the world, essentially in 12 hours, I feel like. Um, when you go into prison, do people know who you are? Because without the Viking helmet on and, and the makeup and all that stuff, I, I, I don't think if I passed you in the streets, I would know who you were. Do they know in prison? And how quickly did people find out who you were and what you were doing there? Well, what's funny is like the, the actual prison that I went to, uh-huh. they knew I was coming before I did. You know, and when I got there, it was a buzz on the yard. Everybody wanted to talk to me. But the funny thing is, is even in public now, the tattoos give it away, bro. You know, anybody that has their eyes open, they're like, oh, that's the dude. But the face paint, the horns, it's kind of like I'm wearing Clark uh, uh, Clark Kent glasses all the time. Most people don't know. Totally. But if you, if you were wearing, let's say, long sleeves and you were working at Chipotle, I wouldn't know. 
Um, you know, obviously, yes, the tattoos are very. I don't know when you if you ask. Sometimes they get mouthy. Specific when you ask for extra guac, they're like, "Hey, guac's extra." I'm like, "Yeah, I'm not fucking poor, dude." Well, that's start when you, scooping the fucking guac out, but then you're gonna see those tattoos. You're gonna see the tattoos, and that's yeah. when the helmet comes on. It's just like, look, man, the helmet's full of guac too. Yeah, it sure. He puts is. it on. It's just like running down his face, and that makes up for the paint missing. And then they know for sure who it is. I'm just saying, there's a scenario where they would find out. Uh, so now that you're out of prison and you're back into you know real life here, uh, what do you do in real life, or how do you attempt to get a job at this point going forward? Well, I'm currently an artist for an art gallery, um, and I'm kind of I have my own website, ForbiddenTruthAcademy.com. Most of the stuff on my website is 100% free. We have literally hours and hours of content up there, and then. Uh, we have merchandise, you know, small amounts of it, just a couple of shirts. And I also have a thing like where I, I do consultations, whether they be spiritual and shamanic or they be political or socioeconomic, you know, you name it, ph- philosophical, sociological. And what I c- have people do or like what I try to have them do is watch all of the free courses, watch all the interviews and the podcasts and stuff. And then if they want more information on how they can apply this information personally, then I will do a consultation with them. So I have those two things going for me. And, and is it going well because everybody knows who you are? Uh, one would imagine people just want to talk to you and, and kind of understand what your experience was like uh, or say thank you. I mean, look, there's a million Trump supporters out there, obviously. Uh, well, more than that, 75 million <laughs> to be exact. But uh, uh, one would think that, you know, just out of curiosity to find out who you are, they would go there. Is it going well? Yes and no. There's still um, a lot of trepidation with some people, especially in like the conservative or Q community. They think that I, some people, not everybody, think that I'm a Fed or a, a CIA actor or that um, I'm grifting or that I'm a patriot and all that. And it's like, dude, you clearly have your head up your ass. You don't know what you're talking about. But in this day and age where we're we're surrounded by psychological warfare operations and psyops. It's hard for people to know what's real and what isn't. And that's the intention behind psychological warfare is to obscure the lines between reality and fiction. Hmm. Uh, it's interesting because, you know, now that you know what you do uh, or, or now that you know what's uh, what's going on and uh, and behind the scenes and all that stuff, uh, do you still believe in QAnon? Well, let's try to unpack that shall we Mm -hmm. QAnon is a fiction that has been created by the mockingbird media to discredit q and the anon you you say you keep saying mockingbird media is that like a reference to operation mockingbird that is correct yeah that is what they are they're not mainstream they are basically government-run mockingbird media and um so that's what i call them because in one little phrase we can discredit all of their disinfo in one little phrase we can call them what they are and identify the roots of their deception so um when it comes down to it q anon is a fiction created by the mockingbird media to discredit q and the anons and what happens is is that the Q uh, posts are followed by anons, and then the anons try to put the puzzle together. Now, the anon community has been infiltrated by intelligence agencies and provocateurs to 
put place within the Anon community large amounts of disinformation. And then that disinformation ends up being followed by small groups of the Anons. And then what the media does is they come in and they say, oh, QAnon is this phenomena that is based in conspiracy theories, white supremacy, terrorism, all these trigger words. Right. And so now below the label QAnon, you have all of these trigger words that conspiracy theory is a big one. And then the Mockingbird media goes and they point at the things that are these ridiculous notions within the Anon community that are planted there by the intelligence agencies. Things like, you know, JFK Jr. is alive and going to be Donald Trump's vice president or the earth is flat or there's reptilians in uh, the, inside the earth that are governing our lives. You know, these things are ridiculous notions. And then they contaminate the very real things that Q is trying to expose. For example, the debt-based fiat currency, human and child trafficking, which is a modern-day slave trade, and how both of these things are used to control governments, to control people through people like Jeffrey Epstein and stuff like that. Yeah, it's weird that they never bring up... um like Operation Mockingbird or Operation Northwoods or MK Ultra when they're talking about QAnon, it's always like, oh, they, they believe the earth is flat, mm-hmm. right? And I then, then you know, <clears throat> a big part of the media presentation of this as well was that QAnon is some dude inside of the government that's yep. leaking se- secrets or whatever, which is also a misrepresentation of what the whole uh, thing is. You know what I mean? It's like, and now, now we're on the backside of COVID, I yep. guess. And are there any people out there that are I mean, like, who, who still believes anything the government says at this point? You the Krasensteins. Uh, yeah, yeah, people yeah. like the Krasensteins. Yeah, yeah. Those guys are fucking retards. <laughs> They're just the worst people on it. They don't believe anything they say. They're just trying to make money on Twitter. They make like, they, they each make about 25 grand a month from the interstitial ads inside of their Twitter. They, they'll say the dumbest shit on Twitter. Yep. And then just have people argue about it for two hours and then they get paid. Correct. That's yep. all that is. They don't believe shit. Uh, and, it, and it drives up the numbers and traffic and all that stuff. Uh, did you see the QAnon documentary by any chance? Are you talking about the one on Vice? Uh, yes. I saw parts of it enough to know that it's utter bullshit. Okay. So you don't believe that it was one guy who just started it and that, you know, they were trying to track him down and it was the fat guy fleeing, fleeing to the Philippines or whatever it is. No, anything that, like Vice started out as a good thing and then they got co-opted because they were too effective. Um, I think that Q is, well, first of all, Q is the highest level security clearance that you can get. Okay. It's above top secret. So a lot of the information that was being dispensed by Q was stuff that was Q level security clearance stuff. And it was done to circum, it was done in this way to circumvent the Mockingbird media and their narrative control. All right. So I think it was the highest levels of the military and the intelligence community disseminating above top secret information to patriots in our republic so that we can take back our country from communists and globalists who had infiltrated our government at some of the highest and lowest levels to bring it down from within and bring us into a new world order, one world government. So Q is like the antithesis of all of that. Gotcha. Because in the documentary that I watched, uh, they were saying that it was essentially, you know, QAnon was created uh, to uh, as a, you know, a big distraction and to get these people in and uh, siphon them full of money and, and, and you know, fill them with ideas uh, and then do things. 
that would go against the system and make the other side, the Republicans and all that stuff, look bad at the end of the day. But you're saying you genuinely believe that uh, this was higher ups in the government or the military who were purposely disseminating this information to get it out to the public, warning them about uh, potential threats or dangers or what was going on behind the scenes. Yes, it's a psychological operation, but it's not one that was intended to divide people, in my opinion. I believe it was largely a success because it has influenced enough of the collective consciousness, not just of America, but of the entire human race to create a shift in consciousness. What we are talking about here, you guys, is a war that has been going on for some time at the highest levels of above top secret power, above top secret security clearances. Okay, ever since Operation Paperclip. All right. When Nazis, uh, over 1,500 Nazi scientists, doctors and intelligence agents were brought in to the United States government. Okay, ever since then, there's been a very large divide within our high levels of government because there are people and were people back then and still that want nothing to do with this Nazi New World Order, one world government fourth reich agenda all right and then there's these people that are willingly complying with this evil totalitarian rollout and so you have these people at these really high levels that have signed ndas that have security clearances that could go to prison if they come out publicly and they had to figure out a way to get this information to the public to shift the consciousness uh and so currently uh, because you says that you, you've said it uh, earlier that uh, you feel like it's been infiltrated by uh, people who are are trying to create chaos or fake stories or or fame or something like that. Um, do you still believe and follow it now? Like, are you still well, on the threads? Are you still in the message groups and all that stuff? Do you still <laughs> believe in it now? And forgive me well, for asking was, like this. I, I just no, I don't know okay. much about it. It's fine. I never was to begin with, to be perfectly honest with you. I just followed it enough to know that everything that Q was talking about was all the stuff that I wrote about in my book in 2017. When I wrote a book called One Mind at a Time, A Deep State of Illusion by Jacob Angeli, which you can get it on Amazon. It's still up. It's only $9.99. I don't make very much money on it. It's only 150 pages. I wrote that in 2017. Okay. And I basically put the deep state puzzle together. And I waited until 2020 to publish it because some of the stuff is so paradigm shattering and so incredibly like shocking to the cognitive system that I wanted to wait until it was absolutely necessary to publish. So when I saw that Q was in many ways talking about the same things that I was talking about in my book, I was like, okay, I see what's going on here. And when I saw that Donald Trump won the election and all that stuff, I clearly it made it very clear to me that the the new world order, one world government had a monkey wrench placed in its gears. Um, and, and having watched that documentary, which I did, uh, and you were, you were talking about Q, do you believe Q is one person or a collective group within the government? I think it's a group. I okay. think it's a group. I don't think it's one person. But this is what's also important to understand about the Q boards is that those servers were co-opted at some point. And so it's very difficult to discern exactly what is the, this group and what are bad actors. And this is the nature of psychological operations. This is why placing the puzzle piece together is so important and doing it on your own, learning the timestamps, learning the numerical code, learning the gap code, learning the about the Q clock and all that stuff. All of these things are hallmark of cryptology and the way that military intelligence encrypts their information. 
Um, so for me, because uh, again, I'm, I, I don't follow it uh, at all. Uh, I look at Twitter though the same way. Where you know, back to what you were saying, there's there's people who are paid to post oh, yeah. for both sides of of Republican and Democratic parties. Uh, there is a certain set of responses you troll people on Twitter all the time, <clears throat> yeah. and uh, and then you'll see these responses. You look up their accounts. It was created, you know, a month ago. Yeah, like that blonde bitch that was totally fake. That got exposed a couple of months ago. Yeah, yes. Like that wasn't yes. even a real person. No, you know what I mean. No, and and, uh, <laughs> and so I don't. I you know what, what you're saying about QAnon is fine, but I believe that's happening in all social media. I believe that's happening on Instagram. I believe it's Facebook, Twitter, everything. Um, I just don't know who or what to trust anymore. So what I try to do personally is read the news, like today, the Ray Epps thing today, right? And then try to go backwards and figure out, all right, why do they charge him today for this specific crime? What could that lead to or not lead to or what he's going to do? And then make up my own mind for myself. Uh, Because I don't think there is a group or a media company or a social media app out there uh, that is completely truthful and is looking for the real truth in things without finding uh, a slant on it that helps their side of the argument. 100%. Well, and I want you to think about something for a second. Imagine a world, if you will, where the mockingbird media disseminates truth instead of lies, where social media isn't polluted by bots and paid actors. All right. Imagine the kind of world we would live in if technologies like Nikola Tesla's Tesla Towers, infinite, free, clean, wireless energy was uh, uh, an idea and a narrative in our dialogue. Imagine a world where Dr. Rife and his machine and its cure for cancer, Royal Raymond Rife, that was discovered in the 1930s. Imagine a world where that is being pushed by the Mockingbird media or it wasn't even suppressed to begin with. Imagine a world where we're talking about the three patents that Donald Trump declassified in 2020 for a zero point energy engine, a room temperature superconductor, and a TR3B triangular shaped craft that run that uses inertia propulsion or anti-gravity technology to move through time and space. Imagine if these are the things that we were talking about. And this is the reason why the narrative is so heavily controlled, because the narratives now are designed to be a distraction so that business as usual can keep going and the money train will keep moving. And so that these problems that we have that are being created by the system that we're using are never solved. Yeah, it's it's one of those things to me where, uh, and I said this uh, before the last election here in 2020. <clears throat> um, what I said was, you know, if 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 it's not Trump and Biden gets in there, uh, I think most of mainstream media will be on the verge of of shutting down uh, because you'll have nothing to click on anymore. Uh, you can't go against the other side because you went against you know the Republican side for so long for four years, uh, and you saw that. You saw that with the ratings of CNN. You saw it with all the anchors getting fired, uh, the people who were talking or trying to uh, expose real truth like a Tucker Carlson got fired, Fox's ratings went down, uh, and all that stuff. Now, you almost, and Dan has thought this as well, where you, you almost needed Trump back to save the media, save these clicks, save these outlets, save social media and everything else. Because without these stories, what are we clicking on? What is getting our attention? What are we talking about on a daily basis? And I don't know what that is. Uh, and this will go as far back as, as creating wars in Ukraine and everything else <clears throat> of the military complex. If there isn't wars, 
what are we spending money on? How are these guys getting rich? How yeah. are how is all of this happening? In yeah, that's a good question. Society? Well, I mean, it's not it's it's been war after war after war, right? Starting probably with Korea, I guess, but a lot of the micro wars that happened before that as well, and then obviously the mission creep that we saw from the early fifties through the early sixties in Vietnam. Um, but <clears throat> it's gotten quite a bit more egregious, not just in how deliberate and destructive the wars are but the the bravado and seem the, the way they don't seem to care that everybody knows exactly what they're doing and they're doing it anyways mm-hmm. i think is a problem the fact that we had <clears throat> uh bin laden cornered in tora bora in november of 2001 like i've said before if we don't let if he doesn't escape then there's no war in iraq there's no war in yemen there's no war in syria we don't get involved in any of that stuff you know what i mean yeah so it's like yeah they're they're ca- like casually nudging uh uh global politics to make sure that they get their war and in this case in the ukraine russia thing uh some dude was just talk- one of the one of the un guys was the secretary general was just talking about uh this week about how russia putin sent a fucking treaty into the un that said you guys stop proliferating nato in my area and i'll fucking back off and not invade ukraine and they told him to go fuck himself. Mm-hmm. So he invaded Ukraine, right? It's like, don't pretend like we couldn't have prevented this shit. It was all out. The deal was on the table. And it's the same deal they offered the Russian government in 1991 and two, which is to say we're not moving one NATO one inch farther to the east. Right. We did it anyways, right? That doesn't justify him being a psycho and fucking murdering people and all that shit. But don't pretend like you're fucking blameless. And it is, it is part of a, uh, uh, of a continuous trend over the last hundred years or so of the intelligence community in the United States and <clears throat> call it the five eyes, right? The U S uh, uh, France, Germany, England, and Australia, uh, all of their intelligence services working together to fucking manipulate global politics at the expense of the entire continent of Africa, of half of Asia, you know what I mean? Of Russia, of the fucking Baltics, all these other places we've allowed atrocities to happen just so we can go in and clean them up repeatedly or sometimes even cause the atrocity so anybody that thinks that the government wouldn't stoop so low as to set up its own citizens to look like uh, when people become a little too free you know what i mean Mm -hmm. or in, in a government like this over the like the entire last 20 years has been about wrenching down control over people right the surveillance state the patriot act all this other bullshit it's all been about that covid was like the last thing that was the last one to like, hey, you know what? Now we can really fuck with your rights. We can really, we can really grind you to a halt. All we got to do is make enough of you, <clears throat> make enough of you mad and enough of you scared at the same time. And we can grind this entire economy, this global economy to a halt and bring you under our control. You know, you really don't think they're fucking doing that shit. It's out in the open. Mm-hmm. So how do you respond to that? By trusting the government more to come save you? Fuck you. Right. Right. Um, in your opinion, now that you've you've had you know the hindsight of of everything you've been a part of uh, and enough time you know behind bars and all that other stuff, do you really believe that the twenty twenty election was stolen? I believe the twenty twenty election was rigged. That's what I think. Rigged and stolen. I mean, you could they may be synonymous. Um, I think that Donald Trump won the night of, and after that they had to rig it. They they rigged it prior so that they could figure out what they had to beat, right? They figured it out. Okay, this is the number we have to beat. Okay, here we go. Boom. 
You know, when I was at the election center here in Arizona, there were shred trucks that were going to the election center. They were bringing boxes of ballots, bags of ballots to the election center. They were kicking out. Think about it. They were literally kicking out Republicans from the uh, counting process. Okay, they they were literally like like having dead people vote. The, the, the voting machines that the Democrats in 2016 were saying were vulnerable to hacking. Now they're saying it's the most secure election in our nation's history. So to me, it's clear that our elections have been corrupt in the United States for decades. The only reason JFK got in office, you guys, is because his daddy had connections to CIA, FBI and the mob. That's the only reason why JFK won the election. OK, our elections have been corrupted since Woodrow Wilson and in the federal reserve bank you know getting installed so the centrist view is this we have corrupt elections in the united states of america people think oh it happens in china and russia it can happen in brazil or panama but it can't happen here but every time the republicans lose they cry and whine about election interference and election rigging and fraud every time the democrats lose they cry about election rigging election interference and election fraud the centrist view, our elections are corrupt. They have been corrupt for a long time, which means that they are selection processes, not election processes. Okay. Uh, and and today's top story here, by the way, in the in the background is is uh, uh, there's a bunch of anxiety that's that's going through the Democratic Party, and they're asking if Joe Biden could actually drop out. Do you think that it'll be Joe versus Trump in 2024? Oh, I hope so. And do you think Trump wins but, that? Uh, but but like knowing, it, let's say, you know, going back to what you said that it was a rigged election, is, is it possible even then for Trump to win in 2024? Well, we all, a lot of people thought it was impossible for Trump to win in 2016. You know, there's a lot of talk about Trump and how he didn't drain the swamp, but I don't think that's the case at all. I think that Trump did actually did drain the swamp because what we're seeing now is all of the swamp creatures emerging. What we're seeing is the fish flopping around because they're not in the water anymore, right? So the swamp is drained and it is clearly visible. But the question is, what do we do now? Now, there's a lot of people that want to believe, oh, the military is handling this. There are these military tribunals and blah, 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 which for continuity of government, it's possible. But if that's the case, then why are they letting a bunch of people come across the border, both in Canada and at the southern border? If that's the case, then why is our economy collapsing? Um, if that's the case, then why is it that military jets are going missing because they're assembled with chips made in communist China? Um, my thinking is this. The only reason why I think Trump was able to get in in 2016 was because of what some people will call white hats or positive people within the deep state making sure that Hillary Clinton did not get the White House. And therefore, it was the monkey wrench into the globalist system, the less than one percenters plan. Now, that being said, does that mean that the 2020 election was a part of that as well? I don't know. And I think that's part of what's so difficult about all of this is, are you guys familiar with Yuri Bezmenov? Mm -hmm. Okay, so what he said about demoralization, right? And how the whole point is, is to demoralize a whole generation so they don't know what to believe, so that they don't trust any of their own institutions, so that they believe that their country is evil, or so that you could present information to these people in black and white, facts, pictures, all of that. 
and they will not believe it because it causes such a cognitive dissonance that they would rather reject the message and the messenger than absorb the message and reformulate their view of reality. And I think that's kind of what we're dealing with on both sides here, because the Democrats are in liberals are definitely in that camp. But there are certain subsections of the Republicans that think that they're totally awake and yet they're still worshiping false idols. Yeah, I, we'll see what happens here. Both sides l- have fucking problems at this point. I don't think I don't accept the premise that there are two sides. Yeah, uh, it's a uniparty. Yeah, it's it's controlled opposition. It's two wings of the same bird. Uh, that's what Dan has said for for a long time on this show, uh, and it's interesting. I want to I want to go back to what you said about that missing jet yesterday. Uh, so we actually talked about this on the show yesterday. What I uh, and just learning now is that it actually crashed in a field 80 miles from the base. Um, and how did it go missing? How did the Pentagon, it took them 28 hours to find an F-35 that was 80 miles from base? Well, what happens is sometimes when you, um, <clears throat> you know, as he said, buy hardware mm-hmm. from your fucking enemy to put in your most sophisticated military equipment, doesn't work out. And is that what we're doing? Yeah. Oh, yes. Well, you think Taiwan yes, and China are different somehow? Taiwan might say that, but if you don't think they're fucking, if you don't think chi- Chinese secret police and intelligence operators are inside of those fucking chip making factories, you're out of your goddamn mind. They're in the United States killing people. They have secret police in the U.S., in Canada, and other places arresting American citizens or punishing their family back home because they talk shit on Twitter. No, so you don't, I mean, this it, we're we're fucking retards. It just seems like in an eighty million dollar aircraft, uh, we would make it here and kind of double check that. Oh no, no, no we're no, so no. we're still ordering those from overseas, huh? Uh, yeah, great. Yeah, great. well, I mean, you could talk to Boeing or Raytheon or General Dynamics or Lockheed Martin or any of those folks about that but yeah they get the parts the same way that the u.s military does the lowest fucking bidder oh boy that's that's disappointing and of course china of course china's gonna have the lowest bid so they can get their hands on making the tech for their enemy who would have thought great military strategy (laughs) it's like season three of the wire where they gave them burner phones that were already bugged yeah yeah, you know what yeah. I mean? Like, that makes sense. Yeah, I just can't is. believe we're doing it. Well, why not? We're fucking dumb as shit. What I, I, I keep asking this rhetorically. When's the last time that the United States got something right foreign policy-wise? I don't like, know. Like truly right. Some people might would point to like the Gulf War. Mm-hmm. Did we get it right to, to leave Saddam in power then? Well, after he tried to fucking kill our president and shit. Like we probably should have dealt with that back then before... Right. You know, he became too powerful. It certainly wasn't when we were arming both the Iranians and the Iraqis. That wasn't a great idea because now we're fighting both of them still. We're just dumb. Everything we do is fucking stupid. But it's it's, it's only stupid if you think that the point was to have a successful diplomatic operation. The point is not that. The point is to keep uh, uh, Americans distracted, to keep some kind of bullshit going on so they can extract wealth from the population and keep us uh, suppressed. That's all it's ever about. If you if you re- recognize that, then you, all this makes perfect sense. Right. And if the <laughs> thing is, is that the American people are, there are is a certain portion of them that are just stupid, but that's just people in general, okay? What I think is really important, and this is why I think that the American country, the American system or rather the American people are the greatest. We are the greatest nation on on the planet is because what we are currently doing is we are showing the rest of the world that 
resistance is not futile, that we can give the globalists less than one percenters the finger, that we are setting the example for the exposing of corruption, for the waking up of the population and saying, hell no, not in my country. Freedom and liberty are in our hearts and they are in our minds. And you cannot take a dictatorship and move it into a constitutional republic. You just can't do it. Just like you can't take a, a democratic republic and move it into a place like Afghanistan. That's not how they've been operating for over a thousand years. So good luck trying to do it. Uh, look, man, this was a, a fascinating show. And uh, and I'm glad you stopped by today. This is the point in the show we get to a thing called the Drinking Bro of the Week, which is someone who has inspired you or helped you become the person you are today. Who would you like to give the Drinking Bro of the Week to? Yeshua. Who's that? Jesus. Oh, yeah. Shit. That was what Kanye called himself that one time. Okay. Yeshua is, is his real name. It, in Hebrew, it, it means Joshua. It, it's Joshua. But not Joshua. They call him, not, not uh, 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 what's his name? Uh, Gary Busey's character from Lethal Weapon. Okay, great. Right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. But, yeah. but actual, actual Jesus. Jesus. Yeah, actual yes. Jesus. Yes, the, the, the Messiah. Yeah. That man has inspired me beyond measure. And it is in his footsteps that I walk every day. Awesome. Well, cheers, man. That's, uh, I, I believe that's the first time somebody has given that out to, to um, him on the no. show. Well, that the can't. Hebrew version. Oh, yeah, probably. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah. So uh, through Christ, <clears throat> anything is possible. Uh, are you allowed to have social media? We usually say, hey, where can they find you on social media? Are you allowed to now? Or how does that work? Yeah. Okay, great. Yeah, I'm on Twitter. I'm on Twitter. You can find me on Twitter at, at America shaman that's america shaman at america shaman on twitter you can also find me uh at forbidden truth that's forbidden truth academy.com at forbidden truth academy.com we have all sorts of free content you can check out we also have some hilarious and totally awesome merchandise and also uh if you want to schedule me for a consultation you can do that i'm also on rumble at forbidden truth academy on rumble or forbidden truth podcast on rumble you can look them both up and um, i'm also on uh truth social but i don't get on there very much anymore at at spiritual beast Okay, perfect. Perfect. Well, Jacob, thank you for your time today. Uh, it was surreal when it happened, and we were watching you. It was surreal having you on the show today. Uh, <laughs> I have a quick question for you, if you don't mind. Go ahead. Am I anything like you thought? No, not one bit. And I think it's, it's like as soon as the Zoom ends, like that, that, that will be the, the biggest takeaway from this. Uh, I didn't want to say it because I didn't want to be offensive to you. Uh, there was some people in the chat here as, as we were doing this show that were like, well, hey, uh, why aren't you more aggressive to, to this or that? I'm, I'm, it's, look, people well, have they, their... What are their concerns? What are their concerns? I'll, I'll address them. No, not at all. I, I just, people have beliefs in this life with like the, uh, what's the, the layman's thing? What's that? Ley lines. Ley lines. L-E-Y, by yeah. the way, not, yeah. not like... Yeah, I've, I've never heard of that before in my life today, but... Um, uh, I think, and we we chatted about this on another show. When you try to challenge people's beliefs or change them on it, like you're not going to do that. Well, no, you need to ask questions though, so you can understand them. Correct. Um, and I think that's what we do here. This isn't like a gotcha show or anything like that at all. You're more or less trying to take uh, interesting or fascinating people, uh, learn about what they did, why they do it, uh, and move on. But uh, no, I thought this was going to be fucked hard crazy, if I'm going to be honest with you today. Uh, and either way, <laughs> either way, it would have been fun for not only us, but for the audience. 
but I think it's uh, what my biggest takeaway is uh, this was refreshing to hear that uh, you seem like a relatively normal individual uh, who looks back at what they did as wrong and, and there sort of should have been some sentence served and that you weren't out here as a martyr or anything like that. And uh, yeah, I, I, I'm, I'm pleasantly surprised today, Jacob, uh, if I'm being quite well, honest with you. I'm glad to hear that. Yeah, I'm not a victim. I am a victor. And that's how I see myself. I'm not a victim at all. Anytime you try to play the victim card, you stay a victim. And that's it's a very disempowering place to be. So I am a victor. I have come out of this a better, stronger, more spiritual man. Uh, it, it's, it's amazing to hear uh, because a lot of people don't see it as such. Uh, so thank you for your time today. We greatly appreciate it. Uh, thanks for tuning in, kids. Go to iTunes, rate the show a five-star, and leave a quick review. Also, head on over to Spotify. It's just a five-star, and you can walk away. For D'Anthony D'Anthony Holloway, the QAnon Shaman, I'm Ross Patterson. This is the Drinking Bros Podcast. Good night, everyone.